0: One of the Redneck Country Podcast You're on with Real Redneck Tom Millard. And of course we got the almost guy Real Redneck Bill Tom Bill Are you there?
1: I am here And uh, it's a beautiful night for a podcast
0: It is a beautiful night for a podcast I'm only taking that because yesterday was beautiful I haven't really been outside yet today But yesterday was beautiful So today's got to be the same, right? Every day's beautiful Every day you wake up on the right side of the green stuff, it's a good day. Yeah, I don't know what but green stuff is out there. I've only seen white. Oh, yeah. White <laughs> stuff now. You're right. <laughs> if there's green stuff, I want to move in with you. Wherever that is, I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> not, not for a while, anyways. Well, we're under the snowfall and more coming. That's it. Good. Well, beside me, as always, is patriarch redneck country. My father, real redneck Tom Millard. Dad is your bike hot?
2: It's hot, and it was a great night for a walk. It was beautiful day today.
0: Is it good out there?
2: It's nice out. It's not even too cold. My ears didn't even get cold.
0: Now, Bill, I want you to notice. Did you hear me introduce him? Did you hear the sigh? Did you you heard? Did you hear any negativity there when I introduced Dad?
1: You know, it's the first time in a while. I'm not sure what you, you drank for your coffee or tea <laughs> or something today, but I, I'm thinking you should probably add that to your daily diet because your, your positivity is through the roof today. <laughs> it's t- going to be one of them podcasts where <laughs> Todd's going to be on fire.
0: New year, new me. Yeah. I'm giving great. dad a chance. A new month, <laughs> yeah. new you. Is that what this New day? <laughs> I haven't seen dad since yesterday. I've had the break. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, well, it's just, it's all Sometimes uh, absence <laughs> makes it heart to
2: He doesn't know right?
0: what to do. He just sits there laughing right now. He's like, he's not chirping me. I don't even
2: know what to do. Well, right I got now. nothing <laughs> to chirp yeah. about. But <clears throat> I do want to tell Bill and Jay, if he's listening, I got your back. Your bibs are on the way, they're in the mail.
0: You, know, that's, that's awesome. you mailed something to them? <laughs> right. I had something to mail. I hope you haven't done it yet. Oh, they're gone. They're on their way. I don't oh, mess around. Oh, now I got to pay extra shipping. It might not be worth it. You might not get it I see you. Well,
2: I got a bunch of bibs <laughs> made. I picked a couple out. They're in the mail. I have no idea when they'll get there, but they're on their way. No more tea stains on your shirt while you're doing your podcast. That's
1: great. I'll, I will definitely wear that <laughs> next podcast and get canceled to take a picture. Just so. <laughs> I like getting mail. That's awesome. Did, deal.
0: did you find one with an extra big head hole for Jay? Uh, <laughs> shots no, fired, no. Jay Tom. Shots are you not even here to defend yourself. I could do this all night.
1: So there you go, so.
0: Jay's like. Well, there are other podcasts out there, absolutely, Jay. But we love you, and they don't. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I, I saw my brother yesterday, by the way. Oh, I I,
0: I, I apologize.
1: No, it was good. We had a good visit. We uh, right on. Had, had the pleasure of uh, taking uh, my niece Haley for the uh, the weekend so I'm going to get right into what I did this
0: week so we can get right into our... Bill! Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, before you do that, folks, we are sticking with our our theme that we went with last week. It seems to be working. We've done it before. Back to our roots. I keep saying back to our roots, but this one, great accolades. We got got response from people. Isaac was one of them. He's like, I loved your dad's hunting story last week. Dude, that podcast was awesome. So we are going to roll with it. We'll get through what we did this week because I got to have something to be able to chirp them on because I don't really talk through dad's. And if we don't do what did you do this week, I don't get to talk much. So we'll do that. We'll get to the to Dad's story. So stay tuned. It's coming up. I'm pumped. Ooh. So yeah, Bill, what'd you do this week?
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was great. I mean, we had a great visit. Candace um, went down to Welland to pick the little lady up, uh, my niece Haley, uh, and uh, we went skiing with her for the first time ever. She she did fantastic on uh, Saturday night, and she had a sleepover here. It's our birthday coming up this Thursday. So, uh, Candice and Violet and Hunter and myself, we had a little birthday cake for and sang happy birthday. And then they watched a movie and had a little camp out sleepover in the living room. And we got up, uh, first thing Sunday morning and we went snow tubing. So I saw some sliding on the backside, but you guys there, and uh, we, uh, we did the same thing on a, on a bigger hill, uh, with, Holy crap! Uh, Are you still walking
0: today? That's actually packed, um, buddy. Did you just take the
1: day off? Well, my body was sore. I went in late to work today, but you know I had to. <laughs> uh, but it uh, it was good. She's absolutely fearless. She went on every hill without any any problems. She in the ski lesson, she wanted to be the first one to to go up the hill. She was there was no fear at all, and she was she was great. It was nice to have her, and we don't do that enough. And it was nice to get together with family, even if it was for a short period of time. So. Right on. That's on uh, That's it And uh, Friday uh, I sent you a couple of pictures And the old sled Made a 30 kilometer trip And didn't Didn't even cough hiccup, 30 clicks right in once. On the yep.
0: 1980 machine
1: And it was going Road awesome It felt good I took the afternoon off work On Friday to to take a little uh, ride on my machine and you know it, you know i gotta take time i gotta I, I can't start my my trip too late at night because it gets cold if it breaks down and, and i have to walk a long way at night but i figure if i start my rides early in the morning i've got all day in case, in case something goes
0: wrong that's right i right mean sure. because you don't want it to cut in on your knitting time your tea time yeah. and that's not a that's golf that's term good. folks i mean we're <laughs> it's green purple. <laughs>
1: We, uh, we have a good time here at the, uh, the Tom household It's ski and snow tubing, and snowmobile. And, and, uh, at the odd time we have a, a, a cup of tea and a relax. And it's it's good time here in the homestead. Well, You so. crochet
0: some more dailies, doilies, yeah. doilies, daily? what are they called? I don't even know. So 1980 yeah. machine. So it actually made it, it like 30 clicks. You're really going to get your money out of your pass this year, right?
1: No question in my mind. Every, I'll be out next Saturday morning doing a little uh walkabout and yeah walk. Like last year you
0: were like you bought the pass you had like two weeks of snow this year you bought the pass buddy you're gonna have snow clean into who knows when
1: well that's good i mean uh, the old track is getting a little bit frayed but i'm hoping it'll last me the the wintertime touch wood i replaced a lot of stuff on there last winter so <laughs> the only thing left is the track <laughs> so but i'm hoping it'll get me through this winter and maybe in the off season if uh Volkswagen project is, which is going well. Um, that's a, a topic for another podcast, but, um, that, that, it might be a little weekend project in the summertime to replace the track and by the money I got invested in, I probably could have bought a new one, but I mean, I love my old stuff. So, <laughs> there you go. That's what, that's what we did this right week. Right on. Keep it. Great, the same
0: well, <laughs> I'm going to hold off on mine because dad's got a little bit, he's got a shot, shout out. And a bit of a story, and then I will tailor how much time I take with mine based on how much yeah. time dad takes.
1: <laughs> which, uh, not much. So if he starts to get too, too wordy
2: there, um, well, I'll smack. cut him
0: off, Bill. I'll cut him off. No, no, no. We're yeah. talking the other way around. If things getting
2: too wordy, which what, is me, which is always. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: They didn't call them Todgens for nothing, folks. Right. So, Don, what you, would what'd you get up to?
2: What did we get up to? Last Wednesday, we went to the gun club, Oxford Sportsman's Club, and I wanted to try a new hold. I wasn't shooting the targets quick enough. I was struggling. I wasn't getting a, a look at them early enough under the lights,
0: and uh, they were getting away from me. So, pause. I want you to put this into perspective, Bill. Start n- newer in your shooting career, right? dad shot your first 25 straight what'd you say 1977 or something like that right somewhere in there something like that I can't remember and he's now still at the age of 74 trying new stuff think about that but anyway okay yeah. dad keep going that's yeah, just the way do ever, your own yeah, right yeah. do you ever really figured out oh i'm gonna try this oh, i gotta need a new gun Hey, right, sorry go on
2: yeah you're older your, your clothes weigh on you your eyesight gets dim your reflexes are different so anyway excuse me i started uh, a different hold a different uh perspective where i was looking for the target and i shot a 23 22 and 24 Nice. So I was pretty pleased with myself. I really thought I was going to get to 25 on the third round. I beat Todd that night, so I was pumped.
0: Well, I did coach him. But then Sunday, I I told him he needs to shoot quicker. He's shooting like an old man. So anyway, it worked out
2: for me. So I went into Sunday's competition down in Glencoe. With a with a positive streak. I even played the, the high gun option. And I thought I'll use this new hold. And of course, one of the guys from the gun club was scoring for us from from Oxford. And uh, he says, hey, we need some good scores today. So do your best. I, said, I always do my best. I'm going to use my new hold. I use Wednesday night. And I went up there, and oh my gosh, were they hard to see, and I went in the toilet. They and were hard
0: to see. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I, um, they were the toughest targets to see I've, I've ever shot. Uh, everybody was complaining that
2: they just, the same complaint, and I missed the first three, and Charlie scoring for me, he says, uh, lose
0: the new hold, go back to the old one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did not shoot well. Yeah, but, so I talked that into shooting quicker, and then... At the club there, you had to shoot slower because the targets, the, the background is got like a a ravine and then it comes up to a hill to a fence row. And that fence row is like eight feet above the trap house. And that target is, you can't see it till it gets above the fence row. And so you got to wait and wait, wait, because you you can't see it. It's insane how hard it is to see, which is a struggle for me because I want to keep my, like, I want to shoot. I shoot really quick, right? I want to keep yeah. that same, but I, I, I couldn't. So therefore now it's a mental game of don't move the gun till I see the target. And normally... I see the target quick and I move quick. Well, now I'm, I'm physically like I'm mentally trying to make myself hold, wait, wait, wait. Oh, there it is. And then go for it. Well then don't panic because now it's a lot longer than I'm used to waiting to pull the trigger. Don't swing past it. Don't jump at it. Like, Oh, it's not to sound bossy or anything, but you're cutting into my time. I was, I was elaborating and helping you out on why you
2: shot a bad score. I've got your back on this one, dad. But on a high note, on um, Bill's squad, Bill Volk's squad, my buddy, uh, there was a guy shooting and with them. And Sandra squad. Bill and Sandra. squad. Bill Scott. and Sandra. And uh, they, the guy on their squad shot his first twenty-five so that hat went into the air and it got riddled and does it ever look cool now it is full of holes and that guy wore that out probably oh he
0: was pumped he was really upset at first because he just bought this brand new under armor fitted hat and and i wouldn't have said it right like it's it's just shooting a hat and he he shot us first, and they're like well we got to shoot that hat and he's like oh not this hat he was dead serious not this hat like he was happy he wasn't that happy he's like oh not this hat and they're like, the hat you're wearing. And like, they were, and I wouldn't be that. Like, it's just shooting a hat, right? It ain't your 25. It's his 25. He doesn't want his hat shot. Don't shoot his hat. It's his hat. Who cares, right? right? His 25. And they're like, nope, it's got to be the hat you're wearing. I'm like, whoa, like, why are we being that? <laughs> but that that could turn off a new shooter, but to each his own. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so whatever. Well, then they're like, Todd, you're going to shoot the new hat. Well well, if you're going to shoot that, I'm shooting that. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, I mean, but it was awesome because after, they didn't blow a hole. Like, it drives me insane when that, when the hat goes and you hit it at point blank range. They, they stuffed targets in it and they chucked it. Well, the first time it didn't go very far. So then the second time, okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't shoot it yet. So then they regrouped, chucked it further and then, so it was out there a good ways when we hit it and only three of us shooting at it. So that was good and it didn't, it drives me insane. The hat land on the ground and guys will line up and, and then pull the trigger when it's on the ground and blow a hole in it, right? Well, now you can't wear it. You put it on a no, shelf. It's no. it's a rag, right? Like you can't even tell what it was, but this was perfect. It was at the right distance. It was in the air. It, it was just peppered. And you could yeah. see the peppered holes all when he put it on the frayed holes of the shot that went in and came out the other side. Like it was just shot perfect. And, and then he was happy. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to wear this hat. I'm like, now that... I will get behind Because now people will be like What happened to your hat? I just shot my first 25 Yeah When, when I saw shooter, him He was wearing big. it
2: proud And he was happy Oh and yeah He thought it looked real cool And he was grinning And he didn't know anything About that shooting the hat stuff So he was pretty pleased And pretty pumped So Anyway that, that happened me. But I want to give out a shout out uh you've heard me talk about my buddy ron underhill who passed away some years ago we used to hunt five days a week and a lot of my hunting stories include ron because we did a lot of hunting together well while we're shooting we get contacted by his wife rosemary underhill and she's asking todd on facebook how they get a hold of this
0: is this don millard's son is this don and glenda millard's son on facebook and i'm like I don't know how to answer that. I normally say no. I deny everything. Right. <laughs> but I know the name, and I'm like, oh. So, yeah, dad. Dad's old duck hunt. Like, you hear Dad's duck hunting stories. thats we've, we've talked about them lots oh. on these podcasts. Yeah, yeah. It's Ron Underhill. They, like, they founded Lake Mill Hill, which I bet at some point, Dad will tell the story of Lake Mill Hill. They made a lake for duck hunting for the one day. We'll get into that. Yeah. I'm certain it's coming at one point in time in these stories. And trust me, I want to try
2: anyway, it. Anyway, I looked up the number, and it was the same number that – that they always had so i i give her a call on the way home and i said what's up and she's oh i just wanted to talk i haven't heard from you guys i said well i'll tell you what where I'm, I'm at a competition right now. When I get home, I'll get my wife and Glenda, and I will will give you a call and we'll have a visit. She thought that was wonderful, so I called her when we got home, and it was so good to hear her laugh again. Uh, like we were, we were close, we were inseparable, and uh, she was pregnant with Michael, and the same time my wife was pregnant with my daughter Carrie Ann. and uh, my wife and her went to prenatal classes together, and they coerced Ron and I into going, and we went for a little bit, you know, the exercise. And this is what it's all about. And then one night they, they said, "Well, we're going to show you a video and have a little bit of a lunch." And so they showed us a video of childbirth, and they served us jelly donuts. And that kind of was the last night we decided to go. It uh, kind of ended up pretty
0: quick. <laughs> that, that whole story, and I bet you, Bill's going. They have prenatal classes. Well, I'm not doing anything this Thursday night. So, anyway, I'm just trying to figure that how yeah. that fit into the hunting. And fishing yeah. of well, I'm just cow. thinking. One night is is. Your tea drinking night. The next night you're knitting sweaters or doilies or scarves or whatever you're on now. You got Thursday night. What else is there to do with the women? Well, <sighs> no <way. laughs> not podcast we, anymore. We, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey we, Jay, are you there? We're looking for a new host.
2: We supported them, and uh, and so we said you know, like, okay, so when uh, the. My wife went into labor. She went into labor first. They were only born a couple weeks apart, but my wife was the first one to deliver. So when she went into labor, I called Ron. I said, hey, Glenda's in labor. She's five minutes apart. The hospital said when you get down to two minutes or, or between two and three minutes, then make your way to the hospital. And he said, well, great. Come on over. We'll play cards and board games, and we'll, we'll time her contractions. So we went over, and it went on through the whole supper time, went on through the whole evening, and it was going into the early morning, and uh, she was still five minutes apart five minutes exactly we were timing them and never got any quicker she would have this contraction and we'd go back to the game and finally uh, it was about four in the morning ron says okay you ain't having this kid tonight you're not getting any closer go on home so we did go home and eventually she did get to the hospital and and we had my daughter and so that was the trial run for excellence yeah so she she says to me, Well, she says, so you were at a trap shoot yesterday. You still trap shooting? And I said, Oh yeah, never quit. Never, never gave it up. Been trap shooting ever since Ron and I started trap shooting together. And she says, You still hunting? I said, Yeah, still hunting. We filled our deer tags this year and we shot 90 geese. And she says, 90 geese? What about ducks? And I said, Well, we don't hunt ducks a lot because the geese are so plentiful. We usually look for goose fields. If they present themselves, we do a duck hunt. And she says, Oh, I remember the the year that you and Ron got over a hundred ducks, and she said we ate ducks all winter. I said, "Yep, they were good times." So we reminisced. She laughed, and it was really good. So I, and then she asked me how she could listen to the podcast, and so I told her. So if she gets around to this one and she's listening, Rosemary, it was. We'll keep in touch. It was good to hear you laugh again, and it was great getting in touch with you and reliving those old times. So that was pretty cool.
0: So that was my week. Aren't you going to go to when the that was that was the precursor to excellence. Three years later, excellence was born. We're not going to hear that story.
2: Well, no. well, I can tell you, you, you that story. Any, <laughs> that was another. That was another whole story. But, but this time, I knew what to Stay expect. Stay tuned, but.
0: folks. It's coming.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 How you getting? It's a unique story. You It'll tell I can explain why he's all screwed up. I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah. No.
0: No. No. <laughs> what did I do this week, Bill? You ask to cut that off. <laughs> Is that, is that what I asked? I thought we already heard what you did. No. Your time there. Yeah, no. So oh. I also shot and I was shooting off against Randy and for on the Wednesday night league. You can only win twice. I've won once. And I thought this would be awesome. If I win this again, the pressure's off. And then it's just, I go out and get to chirp everybody, which is really, really, truly what I excel at at the gun club. Not going to lie. I go, I get attention. I perform. It's up my alley. I have a blast. Um, shooting is is like the side thing of that so i was in a shoot off and i i tanked randy ended up only dropping one and what my butt i think he only dropped one we left halfway through randy's second round because he was straight and i'm like i'm out of here <laughs> but but kudos to randy because he was smoking them. it was awesome to see and i'm i'm so happy he drives over an hour every week for that league shoot for 50 targets under the lights so that's Kudos. Right that's, and that's awesome so i'm like you know what that's awesome i'm i'm i am he he whooped my butt fair and square but i'm happy he did because when i found it he drove over an hour i'm like dude that's 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 impressive and i'm I'm just here to chirp people well, <laughs> and, that just opens get, you up get lucky every time now and then win, right? yeah well and that's it because if you win two and then the pressure's off what are you doing you, you go and you can't win again well, then you're not really practicing because this is practice for like the big leagues in the summer, right? When you need that pressure, you need that. And now if there's no pressure, I find myself screwing around out there because I don't care. I need to, I need the pressure to care. I th- I, that was my excuse. I can't imagine that. That was my Dude, excuse after. I can't yeah. imagine that with
1: you, you know, just going to the gun club and screwing around. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, and then oh, what did you do Sunday? Oh, oh, Sunday. I also went to the league that Dad shot with the really hard to see targets, and I tied for second. But he, he did win. For second. I tied for second. He uh, did win this this week. He did
2: win forty six dollars. So. That was a hot I did. Well,
1: that's all right. I'm, paid, I'm sure that I paid for your dad's gas, because I'm sure he drove to get you there.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, Bill. I have, to Bill. Keep, I have to fight him to keep his wallet in his pocket to keep it from paying yeah, him I yet. don't yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He keep my he wallet did. in my
0: pocket. I don't even know where it is. I'd pay if yeah. I knew where my wallet was. He never knows
2: where his money is, is really either. really
1: short-armed. Yeah. So that's yeah. what he's got.
2: He never knows where his wallet is or his money, either, because he'll say, oh, forgot my money. Can you pay for me today? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh can you provide me the shells oh, oh yeah. yeah
0: that yeah. no that's not true
1: regardless really?
0: no gosh no are you kidding me now he comes to me because he wants the shells i've touched oh lord um so that and then yes we did toboggan on saturday which was an absolute blast absolute oh, blast but yeah. that's yeah it was
2: live for a while and i'm telling you my youngest granddaughter she's eight she impressed me when she went off the jump and went oh, I up and did a backward t- somersault <laughs> about six feet in the air and come down on her behind. I think my wife oh, wanted to kill my me. God. My
0: wife's sitting way down and she brought a chair and we brought my my older daughter and all her friends. There was th- there was four of them and like they're too cool for school, right? They're all they're teenagers. They're up hagging them. and my eight year old and and she brought her eight year old friend and so they were going down the hill. I'm like, look at this jump. Well, the older kids are going, Todd. Come jump this jump, come jump it, come do it And I'm like, you guys do it, no you do it first So we know it's okay, okay you're gonna send the older dude Down the hill, like So then they're playing on my ego, oh you're not You you can't do it, All right, Step aside, hold my water bottle Well I couldn't hit this Darn thing on a saw, I couldn't line up on it And they forgot my GT snow racer So my 8 year old's like, I'll do it dad Wicked! So I set her down on the on the saucer, and I gave her a push. Well, let me tell you oh, that log—I bet you that log. I'm not kidding you. Was 14, 15 inches in circumference that they built the snow ramp over. So there's 15 inches of log. And then the snow on top of it to make the ramp. When she hit that sucker, I bet you, like, she's three foot, and, three and a half feet tall. I bet you she was seven feet in the air, complete backflip. Oh, it
2: I, was awesome. They were live, and I watched that, and I went, oh, oh my God. I said to my wife, I said, Glenda, Glenda, look at this. I'll rewind this. Watch Avery hit this jump. And she watched Avery go down there, and my wife went, <laughs> oh, my God. Like she was, she was airborne, man. She was,
0: that's that, that, yeah, the saucer was gone. She was straight up in the air doing a cartwheel air. Like it was awesome. It was absolutely, my wife looks at me and goes, you better get down there. And I'm like, but did you see that though? That was freaking awesome. <laughs> did
1: she had a, a tear or two in her eye? Or was she, she didn't, okay? she was.
0: Cause when I got down there and I, I said to her, I said, all right, what's the matter? My wrist. And I'm like, are we going to the hospital? Like this, this is cause this is something to brag about. i like, like, are we going to the hospital? Well, no. I'm like, can you move it? Yeah. Well, then, what are you crying for? Unless you're a <laughs> phoenix and those tears heal, that, that ain't. That's pointless. Let's go again. So she sucked it up. Up the hill we went, and away we go.
1: <laughs> so she i was went, proud of her I, for that. I, I, I watched a couple of those there when you guys are uh, having a pretty good time. Uh,
0: Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. We found a really long run, which makes it worth it, right? So I might run yeah. for city council um, just on the grounds of like, let's where my, my town's putting in roundabouts everywhere. Like we think we're in England and you're going to run for city council. It, so I'm debating on, on, on the, on the sole, on just the sole platform of if we're putting in like these roundabouts cost like $3 million or something like that. And, and I'm like, our city on a normal city. Okay, great. Roundabouts, save accidents and that. But our city's full of senior citizens that have have no freaking clue what to do at a roundabout it's causing accidents quit spending taxpayers money to then pay insurance companies this is insanity so i would say let's stop with the roundabouts and let's put in ski lifts at every freaking snow hill for the parents well there you go (laughs) right just one of them pulley systems like how much would it be to keep one of them in in order you got parks and Recs working year-round anyway put one there to man the rope pulley and we're good to go yeah, I'm sure
1: your, your, you platform speech, your platform speech would be really short. I just did it. Cut, cut out the random. <laughs> I just votes, did it. I'm right put
0: the there. In. Yep. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> done. Vote for me. And no, trust me, mm-hmm. I think I'd get it. <laughs> no
2: kidding aside, though, you'd be shocked at how many people tell my wife she should run for. For city council, my wife is so into politics. She watches them twenty-four-seven. She watches local Gosh, politics. She it, watches her blood all pressure the, couldn't she handle. She it. She watches <laughs> all the meetings, the, the council meetings. She watches. She watches Fox News. She watches everything, and she's up on everything. Kind of like you at soap operas, Bill. She <laughs> yeah, she loves. Right. <laughs> I can see that. And I'm telling you, there are all kinds of people that tell her she should run for council. Your ideas are wonderful. Your opinions are great. You should run for council. Yeah, she's missing and, the main one though. And she ski would.
0: lift. Need a ski lift at all the yeah. the public park hills. But anyway, yeah. nope. so that's that. That's what I did this week, and that's that's that that that's a wrap, folks. So now we're on to the that's meat it. potatoes. Well,
1: are we ready to rock? To, I think so. I mean, we heard enough of uh, of you for one podcast. so I think your dad can come in here and tell us some stories and bring this back to what we uh, started off.
2: Sure. We're going to go back to the what 70s. What year?
0: What year are we going to? Tonight? We're going to go
2: back to the 70s. I wanted to tell you the 73 story cuz I was pumped, but we're going to go back to the 70s when it all started. You got to remember I graduated, I started hunt when I was 15, graduated in 68. No, what was it? 66. 68. Yeah, 66 I graduated. Got married in 68. I met my wife in high school. She was my high school sweetheart. I I won the most valuable player on the senior football team. She was a a cheerleader. Uh, I took it's like a Greece.
0: It's like yeah. Greece. Yeah. Yeah. And,
2: and then oh.
0: I am a product. You know what that movie's all about. I am a product of Greece. We graduated. How do you know that movie? Because uh, I have a sister that yeah. tormented mm. me on summer break. Yeah. Right.
2: That was that was my daughter's favorite movie. <laughs> anyway, uh, we dated for two years after high school while well, we both both had were working both had jobs. Got married in '68. I sent you a picture of the late '60s or the early '70s with her sitting on my lap. They had cameras
0: then? Was it black
2: and white? No, it was
1: color. Uh, no, and it, and it was an instant. You look like a football player in that uh, that picture, by the way.
2: That that was when, and I don't know if we were married yet or not. I don't. I honestly don't know. But it would, would have been close. And so you had a wedding ring on. Yeah, and so
0: <laughs> look at you That's, really studying that picture, Bill. <laughs> I got in pay arrest- attention.
2: I got interested in trap shooting. Attention I got interested in hunting. And, and I, when I was a kid, on Sunday afternoons, my mom was crazy for Sunday drives and hiking. And at that time, we, we only lived 10, 15 minutes from like, the shores of Lake Erie. And there were a lot of cliffs and bluffs and ways down to the beach and a lot of like really nice beaches you could just stop, find a farm road, that went back to the cliffs, find your way down. There was lots of pathways down. And we'd spend Sunday afternoons walking the beach for miles, both ways from where we went down, looking for stuff that washed up on shore. That was the way we, we uh, spent our Sunday afternoons. And I began to realize that when I got towards fall, we used to start seeing ducks and geese migrating on the lake and, and, and see them swimming around on the lake. So then I'd met uh, a buddy named Bill Chilton, and I met a buddy named Ron Underhill, both at work. And so I started talking to Bill about hunting ducks on the lake. And he says, I go down all the time on the bluffs and, and stand and wait for them to come up, fly over the bluffs. And sometimes we go down. I said, geez, I'd like to do that. So I sent you a couple pictures and uh, there was this those one. Those are good th-
1: pictures. And, I sent you know, and again, you. those are the ones that, that I absolutely love because it's the history, right? Yeah. You know, the history of, of, of what you were shooting then. I even look at you know, <laughs> what you were wearing, I don't know how you didn't freeze based on, based on yeah. uh, with that, but I guess you're walking and moving and stuff, but yeah,
2: but there, you know. you know, you didn't have the clothes like you do today either. You don't like everything was uh cotton duck canvas. And then you kind of kept the wind out, but you know, we didn't have the, the real heavy, tree
0: camo max advantage, yeah. max four.
2: Yeah. None of that. Even our, even the camo, I was so proud of when I started hunting deer, I don't even know what you call it. It was just, it was just, weird green and browns you know like it was just a weird pattern but we anyway. call
0: it vintage nowadays yeah. dad i still got yeah. that suit too i kept do it. you really i do i bet you it's worth some cash i out, do you think would it fit me i do you said you were a football player back then right so it yeah. probably fit me i
2: out. yeah oh yeah i outgrew it <laughs> he agreed i don't care what you, <laughs> i outgrew it and so i sewed on um elastic elastic straps so that i could get it close to come around me and run the, the rustic straps around the buttons <laughs> to hold it closed in front but yeah i still got that suit i never got rid of it anyway uh very little cottages along the lake so or, or houses or people now it's hard to find anywhere that isn't built up along the lake with people living and cottages and whatnot but so anyway i got together with bill one morning and uh We decided we'd we'd head out to the lake and find a way down, and and you were looking for like rocky points or or clumps of driftwood and stuff that you could kind of hide behind, and and you had to if it was waves and everything you couldn't put the decoys out. There's just no way it was futile, and you were more or less just pass shooting or or calling to the ducks to try and get them to come in close. But if it was nice and calm there was no real real wave, then you could put a few decoys out and try and decoy them in. And, and the pictures I sent you... So this is
0: just along those shores of Lake Erie right here, close right. to us. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, right close to us.
0: Like, so you'd park on a side road and go down the cliff. That's it. Because it's all cliff from here, from, from yeah. one port to the other port, right? That's right. Oh, yeah. And
2: some of them, some of the spots that had those rocky points, we just... We just sat in our butts and slid down, and then we had to walk How would you, walk, how'd you get way, back up? Well, you had to walk along and try and find a place to go back up, but tree holes and stuff to get out.
1: Which is funny to me because you try to do some of that stuff now with the shotgun with, well, with gonna, your, right. you're, you're going to be in jail now. Things well, that's what I was so wondering. Much, right? So and, how did you get permission?
2: Yeah. But There was no houses, no cottages, no permission. You just got some, you found a, a, a pathway or an old farm road between the fields and you drove back to the cliff and down you went. And nobody cared. Nobody cared. Nobody,
0: you never saw anybody. Never any, Man, anybody. you'd come out to SWAT today if you went along. Like yeah. I know from Portland Where I'm at from port to port, it's like they almost believe they're cottagers in in a way, right? Like this is our illustrious house. Oh, my gosh. You'd come out to SWAT coming at you. It'd be like, what is going on? The Crips and the Bloods have moved into Canada.
2: (laughs) Well, the pictures I sent you, that was the same day. That's a picture of Bill Shelton and a picture of myself. And there was no timers on the camera because they were instamatic. So we had to take each other's picture. And uh, we each shot a pair of golden eyes that morning out of the same flock. We had we got each got a double. We only had one flock come close enough, but we And that was my very first two golden eyes, lake ducks, diver ducks. And so that was the picture after we climbed back up on top of the on top of the cliff. You did
0: all that work for two ducks. Oh,
2: yeah, well, you do it for one duck,
0: four ducks, but
2: yeah, yeah, well, four, two apiece, yeah. But, but there's other days you wouldn't get any, or days you'd get one. And I can remember we went down the next Saturday, and we decided to move down. We saw more more rafts of ducks closer to Port Stanley. So, so we,
0: was it rough water that would bring them closer to shore, or was it calm water that would bring them closer to shore?
2: No, if, if it was really rough, they weren't on the lake at all. They'd go inland. That's when you'd go to the lagoons and the ponds and stuff. That's when you'd start getting divers and a lot of mallards in the ponds and things. So it was real rough. Forget it. So you name, usually we're looking for the calmer days. So they were rafting on the, they were coming back Do you think you could do
0: this today anywhere in that stretch? Like I know they still go out like Mitchell's Bay and all that, like Lake St. Clair and like our buddy Nick Aubermock, like, he's, he's hunting out in blinds and, and lay out boats and that, and that lake. But do you think here you could still do it somewhere? I don't know. It's been years since I've even gone down to look. Like, I, I mean, you'd have to ask permission now, you, nowadays,
2: but. You go to Port Stanley. And you walk along the beach, there's rafts of geese. Oh, absolutely. Right off the end of the pier. And there's seagulls, too. Yeah, and well, yeah. <laughs> and rafts of geese. Not a lot of ducks, but there's rafts of geese that... that just outside of where you're swimming, just out, out of reach of where you swim that you see swimming in there. I so, wonder, I don't, so. I'm going to look
0: that up and see what the laws are as if well. You could find because permission. what if you just take a little layout boat out and you go out of yeah. Port Stanley? Well, yeah. I
1: mean, we used to do that too. Uh, went down in crystal beach, but there was no, like we, we had hip waders. We'd have to, or chest waders actually, we put chest waders on and we would take the, a little boat and we would go out as far as we, we could. And, uh, Dump a bunch of decoys out, and then stand beside the boat or behind the boat in the shallower water. In the shallower water, and and that's how we would you and, know kind and of pass sneak, shoot as they blast you. In. See, and I yeah, wonder I mean, we would have half a dozen decoys. I mean, we didn't have a whole lot of decoys back then. Right off, right off uh, in Crystal Beach. Uh, I was young, just just married, uh, just getting into duck hunting myself, and we had maybe maybe a dozen decoys, a uh, uh, mallard decoys, and. We would just go and and put a few out and, and test our luck. But you didn't even have hip waders on or chest waders on in any of those pictures.
2: No, and that was the thing. Once you shot a couple of Nor ducks. Nor a boat. Well, that's coming. You, you, yeah, it's coming. When you shot a duck, you had to really watch to see, was it washing out or was it washing in? And sometimes it took an hour for that duck to finally get close enough to shore where you could... Sure run out and grab it, and only be up to your knees in the water. Because, it, they, <laughs> it, you know, they, sometimes they'd, they'd show. out. And, and anybody
0: listening, we when a, those ducks are there, that water's a, darn near close to zero degrees.
2: Oh, yeah, but we used to do a lot of smelt fishing, too, with no waders. So I, <laughs> it was, I used to cold water. <laughs> anyway, uh, we had a favorite spot. We had a place a little closer to Port Stanley, and we'd drive along to where the road went right close to the cliff and then when you looked over it was kind of like a, a place that was washed away and you could see where the water and the high rains had kind of washed down the side and it didn't make a path but it made a way where you could get down and it gave some footholds where you could climb out it was a fair climb and so we used to go down there and sit and some days we get them some days we didn't and you'll see a picture there beside a rubber dinghy well this particular morning we we'd gone down there and we sat there for a couple hours and doggone it uh I don't know if it was two, three, one. I can't even remember. But I remember shooting a mallard. And you—that I'm holding a mallard in that picture. And it was washing out. Every wave was getting a little further. And I said to Bill, I ain't losing that mallard. I'm going home, get my rubber dinghy. I climbed up that cliff. <laughs> I drove all the way back to St. Thomas. But it, wouldn't it <laughs>
0: float away
2: if it was going like... It was, it, it took hours. To, I mean, it wasn't coming in, but it'd take hours. As long. I said to Bill, you keep your eye on that spec.
0: And, and the rubber dinghy, if that's the same one I used as a kid, yeah, it's got plastic paddles. Yes. And so I, <laughs> yeah. I <blew> the, We <laughs> had one of those, too. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. It was a Canadian Tire Special yes. with two-piece
1: paddles, and it was... Yeah. I blew the
0: thing up and I brought it back and I you slid. didn't have a compressor at that time but I do believe you would have had enough hot air to get that sucker no, fired I out. had to use a foot pump oh okay so I
2: got it pumped up I <laughs> slid down the hill I paddled out and that duck was like it was getting smaller but I brought that duck back in I stood that dinghy up beside me in one hand and hold, held the duck in the other and that's the picture you're looking and at and a right mallard now. back then was that big of a prize to- oh my goodness yes I would wait you know I would hunt three, four days all day just to get a shot at one Mallard, let alone hit it or not. But to actually bag one, this is when I was first I was say this out.
0: must have been early on because the pictures I've seen with what you guys got like stacks of them. Yeah, this is this is like 68,
2: 69, and 70. And those
0: pictures is are this up the to with 70. the LC Smith? Um, <laughs> or is this the auto loader? Um at that time,
2: it probably would have been the LC Smith. Now I did buy a Mossberg pump. And I did buy several barrels for it, so there are some pictures coming up later on where I'll send you, Bill, and you'll see the the uh, Mossberg with the vent rib barrel. But it didn't come with a vent rib barrel. I had to order that. Oh, barrel. Back then, that's a big the original deal. Original barrel you have had a, a vent poly, rib, had a poly choke on it, and I used to hunt a lot of rabbits with that gun. And then I traded in the L.C. Smith. Well, no, before that, you uh, had an Ithaca auto loader. Yes, I had an Ithaca auto loader, and then later on, you'll see some pictures of that. But that gun was not uh, what do you call it when it, it's it's uh, inertia it was not an inertia gun. It was gas operated, and that gun quit. That gun would not hit as hard as my L.C. Smith or the Model Twelve that I shot later. It just did not hit ducks hard. I found that I was having to hit them twice to bring them down, and that really bothered me. So I sold that and 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 went back to the lc smith well then i traded it in and got the winchester model 12 and then boy i got good with that gun i mean i was i was whacking ducks and targets with that gun for a lot of years and and i shot that gun to death a couple times i had the receiver rebuilt once at least i had it re-blued i had firing pins and springs put in it like i shot that gun until you were with me when it finally died
0: yeah we took it to get it done one more time and uh, i don't know about this yeah so no, it did it, uh, but it didn't hold up. I,
2: I shot it to death, but I still got it. It'll still shoot a single shell. It just won't jack properly. It gets hung up. Here's the first jam. gun
0: I ever shot. I shot my first round of trap with that gun. Yeah, it was a beautiful gun, and I still got so
1: it. So you also sent me a picture of your sister. Yes. Well, see, and I'm, I'm looking at this gun, and I'm 99% certain it's the exact same one that my brother has. That was given to him from my grandfather.
2: Are you, my because sister? That,
1: the, yeah, that 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 gun. It's not. The, it's it, obviously it's not the same gun, but but that that gun. If I'm not mistaken, by looking at the end, the the choke. <laughs> you turned
0: the, yes. the the poly choke. The yeah, slits poly in choke. the barrel, yeah. and then you turn this thing yep. to squeeze
2: the barrel closer that or would have wider. been the Mossberg 500 with a poly choke.
0: And I'm pretty sure
1: that gun is in my brother's gun locker right now.
2: Yeah, and then I ordered... bolt-action 12-gauge. Oh, no, this wasn't bolt-action. Mine was a pump.
1: No, this is one, the one your sister's carrying in this picture, is a, a, a bolt-action by the looks
2: of it. I don't remember her ever having a bolt-action, but it could be. I know uh, the gun that was given her by my grandfather was an old topper, single, 16-gauge. Oh. So I don't know. Uh, I'd have to look again closely to see. But uh, either way... Uh, that's still the 70s i was 22 and she, there's a year and a half between us so she either would have been 20 or 21 depending on when the birth it's is. a
0: bolt action
2: oh okay well oh, it is a bolt action uh poly- yeah it is and i don't remember where she got that gun then son of a gun i don't remember that gun <laughs> yes isn't that something anyway that's rabbit hunting and uh like we hunted ducks and and oh spent a lot of time through the fall hunting ducks and then when i got colder, Okay but this
0: is early on so how successful were you in your first couple of years hunting ducks Oh not good I mean if we
2: got a duck we were ecstatic if we got two or three we were ecstatic it wasn't until like uh, 73 74 that Ron and I like Bill stopped hunting with us uh for a while and we didn't and we didn't hunt on the lake anymore.
0: So give us your best story of that year, that couple years of a of your best duck hunt.
2: You're looking at them. Those, those ones where we were getting singles and doubles. Because when when winter, well, okay, early and So that's fall. what
0: you did. You would yep. go down the lake. You wouldn't go into yep. a field. You no. wouldn't go look for ponds. I
2: used to hunt the family farm. And my sister would go with me once in a while. I mean, I'd grab anybody to go with me just for company. If I couldn't find company, I'd go by myself. And so I can remember my sister went with me once we decided I said, I want to shoot some ducks. We're gonna go where you shot your first two wood ducks. yep and so we walked that crick and I remember thinking, okay, here's a bit of a swamp. You know where I used to walk in and then start and walk the crick up. Well, it's really grown up now a lot of bush, a lot of like you know, the trees are bigger and everything back then you could you could look across the field and you could see the see the crick pretty clear. And I said to my sister, I'm going to walk down to that swampy area in the creek in that big bend because there's usually a duck hiding in uh, that uh, cattails and stuff. She says, I'm waiting here because we'd already walked the whole creek up to that point and hadn't put any ducks up
0: yet. Wait, so this is is Aunt Marilyn?
2: This is Marilyn, yeah, my sister. She used to hunt with you. Yeah, back when she was 20, 21. I was 22. Wow. Yeah. And so I walked down there. And I, I started to walk in just, I thought, okay, if I got to go over my boots, I got to go over my boots. Cause I'm, Desperate to flush a duck. I mean, you were desperate to shoot something, to shoot a duck, find a duck, shoot at it. If you didn't hit it, fine. But
0: in your first couple of years, I could see that. Right? We're yeah. spoiled now, where we go like yeah. if we're not getting, if we're not getting flocks coming in. We're not going to oh, put yeah. out that many decoys. But back to when me, you were starting out, yeah. you just want to get out there and find something, be yeah. successful. And
2: shoot right? a duck was like you held a, a a wild duck in your hand. Like wow, I just shot a wild duck. This is incredible. Well, doggone, up went this mallard, a big mallard drake, and was raised in the middle of that swamp it was about 30 yards out and I would already learned to shoot above its beak and as it's as it's jumping straight up and so when it jumped straight up I brought the gun up and I pulled the trigger and down it went well now I'm getting wet because I had to walk in over my knees to get it find it I brought it out I put it in my pack and so I'm walking back up to her and she'd heard the shot but she couldn't see me down in there and she she did not see the duck go up so when I come back up the hill, she's looking. She's straining her neck. And so I got closer to her, and I reached to my pack and held it up. And she grinned, and she said, there was one there. I said, yep, just one, and I got it. And I was really pleased. Well, <laughs> then later on, when it snowed and got wet, we'd rabbit hunting. Well, by this time, I'd hooked up with Ron Underhill, and we were hunting five days a week. We were hunting rabbits all winter, five days a week. And those two pictures you see was Ron and I, Uh, together she took our picture and then i took a picture of my sister with that bold action and i for the life of me i cannot remember that gun i knew she shot a 16 gauge so you know what that might have been the 16 gauge gun she shot but i knew she shot 16 because i remember having to buy her different shells than the 12s so that might have been the gun i just don't remember it but yep she used to hunt with us now i don't ever, ever remember her ever getting a rabbit or a duck. I do remember one day though, remember I told you the story about, uh, I waited all night down Todd where we hunt deer on that field where the crick went through the field and the ducks would come down the crick and come off the bend and fly right over that, that field in the middle. And there was like a small crick in the middle. And I waited in that gully and I got one duck out of that flot, that one wood duck. I'd come up as they were flying over and, and went in front of it and shot that wood duck. And so a couple nights later, I said to her, Do you want to go back down there and see if we can get them? And we had somebody with us, and I cannot remember who was with us. I cannot remember. But so I went back and I said, Okay, here's here's where you sit, right in this ditch type of thing. And I said, they come down the creek when it's getting dark and they make the turn and they come, they leave the crick and they come right across the field and go right over this. Now we're early. So I want to walk over and see if there's anything sitting on the main crick, the big creek. And walk it for a little bit, see if we could jump anything, because I had seen mallards sit there, and then get back here before it gets too dark for them to to head to their roosting area where they spend the night. And so she says, "Well, I'll walk over to the creek with you." So we went over. Nothing on the creek right there at the bend. So she says, "I'll stand here," and we, my buddy and I, we walked down the creek. And we turned to come back. So, okay, it's getting late. We better get back there because they're about due to come across. We turned around and we started walking back. We got part way to my sister, and there they came up the creek, made the turn, and went right over top of her. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, she's going to get a shot, and we're not there. And I'd already coached her, shoot in front of them get ahead of them. And she brought the gun up and fired and rocked one. And I thought it was coming down. And I went, Oh, her first duck. And it didn't, it recovered and flew away. And with the, with the rest.
0: Yeah. And Even I, in the days of lead that
2: happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I went up to her and I said, Oh, you rocked it. She says, I hit that duck. Did you see the feathers? I hit that duck. And I said, how far out in front of it were you? She like, right on its beak. That was the problem. She had to get out another two feet, and she just whacked it in the tail end and took out some tail feathers.
0: And I said, yeah. "When they were flying I over the yeah. <laughs> yeah. She so, needed to tighten that poly choke up there, or something. So here I was down the stream,
2: me and my buddy. She got a, she got a shot at one, but she was happy she got a ha- shot at one, and she said,
0: "I hit that duck.
2: Yeah, you did. I saw the feathers from where we were." Yep. Yeah.
0: I tell you what, that's something we don't do enough of. Every crick around here holds wood ducks like crazy, yeah. and some mallards when the when the drink freezes up or the waters rough out on the lake. Right? We don't do that enough. We got to hit more of those cricks. Yep.
2: Yeah. But yeah, that was nineteen seventy. I mean, they
1: hold ducks, and it's a, a nice walk. I, I got a couple of those around here too that. I was talking to you guys about where I I turkey hunt and seeing the mallards just pour into those little creeks that are there. And I I just never went this year. One thing led to another. I busy doing
0: that. I got the the battleship. I was going to put the kayak in when things started to get cold and freeze up and drift down the same creek he's talking about. That's where I was going. And now my in-laws have bought uh, a piece of property that that creek runs right in their backyard. So it'd be perfect to, I can put in where we deer hunt. I could get out at my in-laws and i'll have a, a ride and possibly a warm place and i just didn't get around to it just life happens i gotta i want to yeah, do it but, but yeah when you find a stream with ducks i can i'm gonna elaborate and bring you to the to the 20th century really quick <laughs> on because dad then when i started hunting we would hunt more north than where we are now i, I won't was gonna say
2: tell you, that story I, that that creek we found yeah is- flooded yeah
0: i've never seen i've never seen ducks like this in my life bill i'm not kidding you two times and it was in the same area and we haven't been back there we should go back i don't know why we didn't go back but we we had a geese in the area but we just we we didn't go back and, and really focus on ducks in this. It's a bit of a drive more North than where we are. And so we were, we were driving around and, and dad said, this is what we used to do. And, and to me, I couldn't fathom that because goose hunting for me or, or waterfowling and it's majority goose cause there's more geese than ducks now, right? Around our area. So it was, you'd stop, ask permission, you'd plan it. Okay. We're going to, it's a Wednesday. We'd like to come in Saturday, Saturday morning. We're going to get in. We're going to set up before they come in, yada, yada, yada. You know how the goose story goes. Dad says, Oh, this is what we used to do. He's driving around look for cricks little little ponds and jump ducks let's go all right so we 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 seen a, a crick that we ran dad says that crick looks just like the cricks that i used to hunt let's stop and see if we can go in there and and get permission and so dad did some homework and ahead of time uh, before the next weekend and we had permission in this little section of a, of a gravel pit where this crick went through it went around the gravel pit Perfect. So we went walking along the edge of this creek and I could hear, I said, dad, I can hear ducks up there. And he's like, well, let's go. So we went right to the bend that you could hear the ducks quacking on. And there was about... I don't know, 10 yards of bush, dad. Yeah. So it was like all open gravel pit and then 10 yards of bush and the cricks in, in the other side of this bush. So I said, dad says, all right, let's just creep in and be ready because the minute they see you, they're going to jump. So I started to get to the wards, the woods, and I could see this mallard sitting on a log. And I said to dad, There's, they're right there. I could see one sitting on a log. And he says, well, when you're ready, let's rock and roll. And I, I will admit... Nowadays, I wait till they jump, but I thought, there's no way. I'm cleaning this sucker's clock. Like, it's going down. Well, just as I brought the gun up, I took another step forward, and that thing seen me, and it jumped. Well, we unload. Wham, 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 wham. And, like, we well, got three shells each. I'm shooting an 870. Dad, you were shooting your model. No, what were you shooting? Model 12. Model 12 by that time. And, and yeah. you didn't know you couldn't shoot steel through a full choke. And so, because we he just started oh, hunting no. again after at, after I started now, and now all of a sudden, like this was my first couple years of hunting, or my first year of hunting. Actually, it was like my first weekend, I think, aside from the goose field. Were you field.
2: not I, shooting lead for a while? No, no, did? I was right well, steel, right stick. I would have had my Satori then.
0: Maybe it was your Satori. Because I had it choked for steel. And you had Briley's put in it, thin yeah. walls. Yeah, maybe it was your Satori. So, boom, 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 boom. We're let, Well, when we let these shots ring out, Bill, that crick, that that gravel pit came alive and that creek ran around that gravel pit and it was a tornado i mean thousands of ducks came up out of that creek for a kilometer for anybody listening down the south for a mile <laughs> if they're equivalent it came up like a wave like you see those birds in the fall migrating these mallards came up out of that creek it was and and i was just standing there in awe I mean, I'm out of shells. I'm watching these mallards just make a tornado and fly away. Insane, and and the just deafening from the from the quacking. Like it was absolutely unfreaking real what we seen. And then we went back. We hunted some fields and we had them come in. I remember that. Yeah. But that well, was
2: you. You did get that duck. Oh yeah, because you, you had trouble finding it. It dropped down in some. Uh, You know how the stream moves, and then there'll be a a stick or a log jam or something, and then all the flotsam will... Float up against it and make float on the water. Well, that duck floated down into that flotsam, and you couldn't see it until you get around on top of it. A flotsam? What's a flotsam? Flotsam is is all like the little a pieces eddy? of grass and 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 uh, chips of wood and stuff that float down the stream. and get stopped up against. Uh, a all right, log Bill, or be real. You ever, one? One. That, uh, right? you ever heard of You ever heard of a
0: flotsam before? Is flotsam. this an English term? His his mother was English. Was that an English term? Flotsam? No, that's what we, that's what it's
1: called. My grandmother was English. I never heard of that
2: term, either, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> that's yep. okay. Yep. And then you found it in that right up against the yeah. spots. I'm camouflaged in there.
0: And yeah. then we had it. We had a goose hunt in the field, and those those ducks came in like a tornado. I've never seen it. The two times in my life, I have seen over a thousand ducks, and they come in like a tornado. Yep, and man, did. if it was like that back in those days, you wouldn't that's, have kept me out of That's what we those. did.
2: We hunted like that every day, Ron and I. I can remember one day I, wa- I was by myself. And when they land in the field, they come in like a tornado and then they they all land like it comes down to like a, a wave. Point, and then and then the rest of them all land and then they feed across. The back ones go ahead of the front ones. And then all of a sudden the back like ones leapfrog. Of the front ones. And then the back yeah. one, and then they get up and they fly around in that tornado and land and do it all again. So every time they do that, you crawl or run further into the field to wait for them to feed to you. And so that's what I was doing. I was trying to sneak towards these ducks. And then at the last minute, the, the last ones got up, went to the front, but they didn't come to the front right where I was. They came over the front ones, turned to the right. I don't know if they saw me or not. They could have. And then started to go turn to the right away from me and fly away. And well, then all the ducks on the ground got up to leave with them. And I thought, OK, it's now or never. And normally when when you get up and they feed right to you and you stand up or they see you and they all go up. All you do is pick one duck in the middle yeah, of all that Yeah, you can't bunch. flock
0: shoot. You know that. You gotta. You yeah, gotta no, pick you one. You pick one duck. So.
2: But when they're that thick, you invariably get two or three with lead. With lead,
0: and with so, lead. Yeah, I mean, I've done it. Not to sound cocky or arrogant, I've done it with geese yeah. well, and steel. It recently, as this the end year. Of this podcast before you said that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, this, fifty-four yeah.
2: minutes. We got fifty-four minutes. Well, but. This, this particular day, I, that wasn't like they were. They came up, and I was not not to the edge yet. I wasn't to the edge of that feeding flock yet. And so as they were coming up, they weren't all bunched. The main bunch had already come up and swung to the right. So I had to pick three ducks, and which you would do anyway. It's just that there was nothing close to those three ducks to fall with it. And I got the three. I got kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. And I went, oh, man, that was a lot of work to... Get close to them, and it took me 45 minutes to get in there and close enough. But I got three, so I picked them up, and and they'd left. Like I'd shot, they'd left, they'd gone, and go into another field. So I'm I'm walking out, and I get pretty near to the car, and I met this guy coming in, and he went, Oh my gosh. He says, I was a little late. I would have went in with you. And I said, I didn't even see you up there. I said, we could have went in together. But I said, I didn't get close to him. He says, well, you must have got close enough because you brought down three. (laughs) Yeah, I did. But at that time, close to the ducks means you're right in the thick of them. And you know you're going to get more than one every time you pull the trigger. But that's the way we always hunted Fields we just looked for a field and then crawled in and and we hunted a lot of ducks that way. No
0: decoys, just laid down in front of them. Yeah,
2: that's how. Yeah, and that's how we got that hundred that year. Ron and I, Rosemary said they we ate ducks all winter long. It was awesome. But yeah,
1: it is pretty impressive with the amount of ducks, not one decoy.
0: Right, and now you got to have a spread. Got to have spread, Bill. Yeah. Yeah yeah well times have changed right
1: i mean that's that's the whole purpose of this is to enjoy and to listen and to understand how things used to be and what we can do differently uh, with our mindsets and and i i enjoy these stories so and that was the 70s the going yeah that that's was a, this,
2: that was the 70s and i got pictures right through to today
0: so so, so next week will be the early 80s <laughs> no, I wow that's it, awesome oh Got to look at the pictures,
2: but anyway, those are the pictures that I sent you, so you'd know what I was talking about.
1: No, I, those those are great pictures, and hopefully, Todd can put yeah. some of them in the uh, in the story for this podcast too. So, yeah,
0: no pressure, yeah. no pressure, right?
1: No pressure. No, I mean, you don't feel pressure. I've heard that before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feed off it. Give it to me. Right.
1: Hey, I just wanted to give uh, uh, one more thing here before we end up. I don't know if Candace sent you pictures, but she finally finished my shooting bag, too.
0: She didn't send me pictures. Yeah.
1: She finally finished it and it is a piece of artwork. I'm telling you right now, it is phenomenal. I just can't stop looking at it. I don't even want to take it out. That's how I'm impressed. I'm how impressed. I am. Well, with now
0: I need pictures.
1: So yeah, I've it, seen it this. Is. So
0: anybody listening, Candace has always been a leather. Um, I don't know what the term would be a leather tooler. <laughs> I, is, yeah. is really what it is. Right. But a, a, a leather crafts woman. Yeah. I guess maybe craftsman. <laughs> yeah. Leather craftsman. So, and, so she's made belts and everything. And they were prizes in that too, for the rodeo. Right. Um, yes. at, at times you'd win a belt from made by Candace at the time. Thom, is, that's really how you spell your name. Um, but so now, now she's shooting and she's coming out and she's seeing the beautiful leather bags that you can get. You can win in the pouches and like, well, I can do that. And, and I'll tell you, I have seen some prototypes and they're looking freaking awesome. And so I couldn't wait. I can't wait to see a finished product of what she's got because she's been she's been knocking out some she's got because she's got some orders right like people are like you could do this and and I know her belts are freaking amazing she's done them for us for the redneck country uh, Hunter classic they they yep. go along with the belt she buckle that, done by Tom Howe and and so I mean it's that's a beautiful pair when you got the belt buckle and then Candace's hand tooled belt freaking awesome so now you put her crafty knafty to those leather stitched Handcrafted I mean There's no stamping She's a hand tools no. them and, and oh yeah Yeah I want to see it
1: Yeah I'm going to Send you a couple Pictures of it and you can uh, Tell me what you think But man oh man it, it, it I'm blown away Yeah, I'm absolutely Blown away with it Picture, I guarantee you Pictures will not do it justice When you see It'll give you a basic idea But until you can see it uh, Up front or, uh, You know Face to face It's just The amount of work And effort And time and stuff And See, oh it's amazing, a lot of work amazing I'll amazing. tell you what
0: yeah. yeah I can attend to that My gosh So Anyway, I just wanted to. I'd be remiss if I
1: didn't say that. No, that's uh, awesome. I want to see it.
0: I want to see it now. And I know so many people yeah. are bugging her now that they want. It. I know even guys at our gun club when we go out there, they were talking about, hey, where can I get a band I mentioned her name, like give me your number. So I don't know if yeah. they've reached out either, but I know that there was a, a a bunch that were gonna gonna reach out.
1: Yeah, not yet, but uh, I'm trying to figure out a few ways to uh, uh, optimize the process because there's a few things there that are tedious. Uh, I, I can't help her with the tooling and that sort of stuff, but you know, cutting out the panels and. and Things and, and I got a few tricks up my sleeve from my manufacturing background, but we're gonna we're gonna try to optimize it a little bit so she can not. <laughs> not take not necessarily take as long but it, when it takes her the time she uh, it's a lot of work like hammering and, and punching holes and that kind of stuff so there's a few things that I can help and her that, out yeah, with and, and that
0: stuff you don't need to hand-hand do it right punching holes no, I mean whoop de do. No, punching it. holes uh, yeah. it, it, the
1: artwork is not in the punching the holes for stitching it, it's in the the, the 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 tooling of the bag and the pictures yeah. and the painting and all oh, the artwork
0: just, awesome. and the stain and awesome. the coloring yep Yeah.
1: Anyways, well, yeah, I, I guess pumped. that's that's pretty much At our time there. But yeah, keep the stories coming. I'm very much enjoying them. Yeah, very, very this
0: much. will be a good series as we get closer to my turn. Then it's going to get even more exciting. Bill, <laughs> your turn. <laughs> okay. What do you wait, mean? Wait, your I didn't turn. say my turn. Did I? I meant mm-hmm. when they included me. Hey, you got me looking at the old pictures,
2: and I'm really enjoying re- Reminiscence, so I'll try and stretch it out as long as, as, long as <laughs> possible before we have to That's include good. Todd. <laughs> yeah, before you can get Todd involved, stretch
1: yeah. it out as <laughs> long as possible. Okay, him
2: at this point, he's not even born. He wasn't even born until 78. Well, so, now you just aged me. Yeah, 78. His, his sister was born in 70, 76. 76 or 75?
0: you're right it's it's old through osmosis Bill I blame the people I (laughs) hang out with yeah (laughs) and I'm really only 24 yeah mentally yeah well fixed. you can't listen to him he, he doesn't know you just heard him he doesn't know if that story he told us from the 60s 70s 80s if she yeah. had a pump or a bolt action like come on I'd, honestly you know i'm, I'm that, wrecking my brain That could have been me it's, with it's, long hair in the picture
2: you, don't you know. know it's starting to come back but i can't remember where she got that i'm thinking she must have got it from my uncle or something because i honestly cannot remember where she got that gun i know my first shotgun was given to me by my dad and it was a a topper uh, single shot and my grandfather had a topper single shot and I got both of those guns eventually
0: evidently I now have two topper single shots Are you you got them both now I don't know if they're both I don't know if one was mom's grandpa and one was like our mom's dad and one was your your no, dad it would
2: have been my mom's brother I
0: think I got two toppers down there
2: it would have been my mom's brother they all hunted with single shot shotguns my dad never
0: did Twenty-two. I got. I got twenty-two. Yeah, the, the twenty-two. He never shot waterfall rabbits. He'd say he'd go. Hey, that's another story. I don't want to take it away. Yeah. How he hunt rabbits because that's that's totally yeah. different. How that's, I hunt uh, rabbits. Another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there.
2: And early pickerel fishing and early trout fishing. Like,
0: we even Hey, and those seasons this are coming up. We could time this just beautiful. <laughs> this is
1: just perfect.
0: And dad never had a boat. So this goes for the folks that don't have a boat. When we get to that, that section, dad hates boats. He don't do boats. You'll
2: see in a lot of my hunting pictures, especially ducks that I'm usually wet from the waist down.
0: (laughs) 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 So, Right on. Awesome. Good deal. Well,
1: thanks guys. Appreciate the chat and we'll keep this going. Take
0: care. Thanks Bill. Bye-bye.
1: And that'll do it for this week, folks for the redneck country podcast. I'm Bill, the almost
0: guy, Tom. And I'm Todd. Thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at the redneck country.com. Again, that's podcast at the redneck country.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.